RadioInfluence.com. The future is now. You've seen Chef Brian Duffy on Spike TV's Bar Rescue, NBC's Today Show, and opening bars and restaurants all over the world. Now he's sharing his stories, his friends, and some tips of the trade he's learned along the way. Prepare yourself to get Duffified. This is Duffified Live with Chef Brian Duffy on Radio Influence. Good morning, everybody. It's Friday, Duffified Live Day. Yes, I have completely taken over the day Friday and claimed it as my own. Just one of those things you get to do every now and then. Nobody's contested it so far. I think I'm going to um, kind of pitch the government on creating Friday as a Duffified Live Day. I think that would be good. I'm excited for doing that. I think it's going... To work out well, I think we'll get some Hallmark cards created specifically for Duffified Live Day, which is uh, all about experiences. So I think on Fridays from now on, we need to do something during that day that we've never, ever done before. Create an experience for you, for others of something you've never done before. I think that's a new thing. Uh, and we'll create, uh, what do we need to do? We need to create a hashtag. That's what you do when you create something new, you create a hashtag. So we should call that Duff experience. How do you, what do you think about DL experience, hashtag DL experience. Let's see if that is out there. Hashtag D-L-E-X-P-E-R-I-E-N-C-E. Let's see. Does anybody own this? Does anybody have it? Do I all of a sudden now DL experience on Instagram? Real mink lash extensions. That's what it is. Has something to do with real mink lash extensions. DL lash experience. Okay, so it's not DL experience. It's DL La, DL, oh, it is DL experience. We're going to need to come up with a new one. All right, I'm going to work on that while we're at it. Uh, in the meantime, uh, how are we doing on 30 Days of Nice People? Have you guys been nice to people for the last bunch of days? Because that was our goal. We were going to work together to be nice to people for like 30 days. Um, I've done okay. I think I've done okay. I've had fun. I was in, uh, I was in New York uh, a couple days ago. With my daughter, uh, took her up there with her friend, um, met some friends up there, uh, ended up going out to dinner. We went to Black Tap over in uh, Midtown, um, so right around the corner from like uh, the Radio City Music Hall. Went in for a great burger. I had a, a great burger. My daughter had a wonderful uh, shake. If you've never been to Black Tap, go and check it out. It's pretty pretty good. Burgers are Burgers are up there, man. They're, they're on the up and up over there. Um, you know, that's one of the things that – so here's it's, – it's kind of a world that I live in when I travel where I try my best, not even my best. I really – I do harder than my best to go to an iconic location in every single city. So, uh, you know, and I have a list actually that I keep in my phone anytime that I, I – I say, oh, yeah, hey, I'm going to Detroit. Everybody's like, oh, my God, you got to try. So for me, I take note of everything that everybody says. Unless they're like, you got to try Cheesecake Factory. You got to try Fridays, which has happened in the past. I've gone to front desks, like hotels, and said, hey, like I'm looking for something to eat. I want to find something kind of iconic. 
what are your suggestions? Because I try to find local suggestions first before I do uh, anything else. I'll do a little bit of research prior to, but I really just try to keep it as kind of, kind of on the fly, you know, like I'll try to get out there and see what's going on because shit changes so fast, man, you know? So I try to get out and check out some locations. Now I do have certain rules with this. One, I don't go to second locations. So like if somebody's like, oh my God, you have to go and try, um, Prince's hot chicken. Awesome. I Google it. I find out where it is. And then it says, Hey, we have two locations. I never go to a spinoff. I never go to a second location. I always go to the first location. You, I, I, my other rule is I have to get the one dish that they're absolutely known for. So in this case, it's their hot chicken. Okay. I'll order a couple other little things with it, but I always get the classic dish that they have. Baton Rouge a couple weeks ago found out, hey, there's an awesome po'boy shop around the corner from my hotel. Actually, it was caddy corner to my hotel. It was directly across the street on the corner. So, you know, like I go in there. What are you guys known for? They had a bunch of specials and features and all that stuff. They had a gator po'boy, a couple other things. What are you guys known for? Known for our shrimp and oyster po'boys. Boom, I'll take one of those. Actually, that day we ended up getting seven po'boys, a couple gumbos for four of us. Yeah. Talk about fatty McFatterton. Um, it was kind of fun though. It was really neat, a neat thing. So talking about the fact that, uh, with my iconic world, you know, the, 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 the rest or the world that I live in, not my iconic world, cause I don't have an iconic world, but the, the world that I live in, when I go to a city, I try to go to a cool spot. I always go to one locate to their their uh, original location, and then I always go for their iconic dish that they have. That's like the world that I live in. It's very simple, very to the point, and uh, it's funny because I was in Birmingham a couple of weeks ago doing a bunch of stuff for GE, and they had said to me like as soon as I landed, I went over to the location where we were going to be doing our show, and I, and I kind of walked in and I met the assistant who was there who was in charge of that day's events. And they said, we, uh, we, we heard you like to go to restaurants when you're in town. Like, yeah, you know, I'm a big fan. I try to go to cool places and iconic places. And the one girl looked at me and she's like, I heard you go to a bunch of different restaurants and you order two entrees everywhere you go. And I was like, man, how fast a rumor spreads. So what happens is I go into a location and I will go to three or four, if I can, different locations in a night. Okay. I, I, I rarely ever order an entree. Like I'm not a steak meat, like a meat, potato, vegetable guy. Cause I honestly think that most of the time in a lot of restaurants that the entrees are built around the center of the plate. And then they don't usually blow you away with their sides. So in Birmingham, I went to this iconic restaurant. Okay. James Beard winner, whole nine yards. I ended up having to get an entree because I really wasn't impressed with anything in the appetizers. I just wasn't impressed. So I ordered the entree and I'll tell you what, the pork chop that I had was delicious, but the sides were just mediocre. Really just wasn't a blow away meal. And I really did expect to get a blow away meal. So that's going to be my kind of segue into the next part of this, which is that 
my next guest is no stranger to eating around the world. My next guest is no stranger to getting iconic dishes, to getting um, kind of challenge dishes, all that sort of stuff. So I, I wanted to have this guy on because I've really enjoyed following him on – again, you guys know like I follow people on Instagram and Twitter – and I really get kind of excited because I love watching the posts that these guys put on. I love watching how they live their life and what they do. So my next guest is um, somebody who I've enjoyed watching for the last couple of months. I've had a lot of fun um, kind of paying attention to him and, and what it is that he does. Um, so everybody do me a favor and just kind of – Kind of put all your stuff together. You know the world that I live, where I talk about, that I want you to get the radios turned up, put the headphones in, move the kids out of the room, and everybody do me a big, huge favor. I, I mean, like, this guy's an icon at this point, okay? He's moved into an iconic spot, and I love the fact that he's doing it. Great personality, um, huge, huge, huge kind of offerings with what he knows and his knowledge. So I'm really excited for everybody to hang out, listen to me and this guy talk. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Duffified Live. Casey Webb, the host of Travel Channel's Man vs. Food. Casey, what's going on, brother? Hey, Brian Duffy. How you doing, brother? I'm pretty awesome, man. I'm pretty awesome. You're in New York right now, right? <laughs> I am. I'm in, uh, I'm in Brooklyn, uh, pacing around my uh, pre-war apartment. Uh, it's about 1,000 degrees in here. So it's, uh, <laughs> it's good. That keeps me fit. Keeps me, uh, keeps me nice. limber. You know? Dude, I love, uh, one, I was just up in New York. My, my girls go every year for, for my daughter's birthdays. My girls are 15 and 17. Um, they get to do whatever they want. Uh, and for great, the last man. like five years, uh, it's been, I want to go to New York. We go to dinner and then the next day we just go to Soho and go shopping. Oddly enough, it doesn't cost oh, me cool. as much as most people would assume it would. So, um, yeah, you would think that uh, coming to New York to do whatever they want and shopping in Soho would break the bank a little bit. But so you're trapped. It's always been New York City. Uh, yeah. You know what? It has always been New York City. Uh, I got some suggestions for you for next year, maybe to plant some seeds for them. Other great cities that can be, they can do the same thing, but in a different place. You know, celebrate the holiday see all the ornaments and the trees and, you know, get festive. Uh, but you were about to ask me a question. Go ahead, Brett. No, no. Uh, well, so where, where, I don't want to know exactly your address in Brooklyn, but have you ever been up to, have you ever <laughs> been up to Alta Colidad? Oh, oh, how do you say that? It's Alta, A-L-T-A, C-A-L-I-D. No, Alta Colidad? Oh my God, dude. I don't know. Actar Nawab. It's on Vanderbilt. Oh. Oh, it's a restaurant. Yeah, it's a restaurant. It's a restaurant, though. Yeah. No, no, I've never been. You know, you could spend your life in, especially in New York City, where I've spent most of my adult life. You can spend your life going to restaurants, and, and, and you know, I, I like to walk the city a lot. So it's like you can spend your entire life looking and in, in the nooks and crannies of New York and discovering new places. So yeah, I'll add it to the list, man, for sure. Uh, well, what I'll do is how I'll. Long uh, so he's so Akhtar is actually an Indian gentleman. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, he is from Kentucky, and he is one of the best Mexican chefs I've ever consumed his food. Love it, man. I mean, it's he I does a yeah, he does it. a roti that's an Indi a classic Indian roti that he does with a crema on top of it and cactus that he just he just just slowly like does this crazy roast on. He does a queso fresco uh. Uh, fritter. 
that he lets and sits ferment for three days, dude. Come on, it's three brilliant. three day fermented queso stuff. His his for his, <laughs> his it's his food is is brilliant, brilliant. So I you know as because uh, that's a little bit of a a little bit of fusion and a little bit of his own personal experience and a little bit of his heritage. We did a Jersey episode for Man vs. Food at a place called Papa Poncho in Edison that it's an Indian-owned. Uh, they have several restaurants in that area, but they, uh, they, they bought this rotisserie, um, lazy Susan-style Italian pizza oven, and they're making pizza from scratch, but they're using Indian ingredients on top. It's uh-huh. unbelievable, dude. It's so good. Yeah, it's, it, I, I, I burnt myself there, too. It was one of those challenges, you know, the hot <laughs> challenge, so... But it's so good. It's so good. Uh, I uh, I yeah, love. Yeah, man. I, go ahead. What do you love? What do you love, Brian? What I love. love I love where <laughs> we are in food right now, dude. One hundred percent. I yes. think the best place we ever have been. Yeah, it's only getting better. I think it's more people are cooking. More people are coming out of their little shells, and because I think because of programming, I think because of of podcasts, especially because people can listen and learn and, and watch and learn. And, um, you know, it's like, I didn't have a chance to necessarily go to culinary proper, but I did have vocational culinary in school when I was younger. And like, I just found myself in kitchens working from the back of the house to the front of the house. So I get it, man. Like I understand why it's so exciting now or why, why it's come to what it is because there's a lot more exposure and it's, 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 it's a, it's a craft that's being um, glorified. You know, and it, as it should be, because it's food, man. It's food, it's family, it's love, it's, it's all those things. So, yeah, I'm excited, man. I mean, especially living in New York, and then the job I have, come on. Yeah, you know? seriously. <laughs> you, have every, you have a dream. <laughs> you literally are living a dream right now. Yeah, it's a crazy dream, Brian, but yeah, I'm living it. <laughs> so, so how did it, how did it come to for you? I mean, you know, MVF has been a, an iconic show for years. For years. Yeah. I mean, you know, we all loved it. We've all watched it. We've all watched up, you know, watched it growing up and, and every part of it. So how did you end up in that space? I, you know, as simple as an audition, I, um, I had, you know, was in a position to pitch a show, some shows to an agent and, uh, they were mostly scripted, right? Cause I'm an actor and, but I've always worked in restaurants since I was a kid. And so I was able to pitch a show and one of them happened to be a hosted food show, right? A travel log. And he's like, all right. He's like, film it. And I started filming, started working on it with a friend of mine. And he's like, oh, wait, I had this audition that came across my desk. Do you have any interest in, in auditioning for this thing? It's a new show. Uh, they're looking for a host. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I mean, as an actor, I never feel I'm in a position to, to say no to an audition. Because if you say no, you'll never get another one. That's my right. theory. That's how I've been working. Uh, so I auditioned for it. And then it, um, you know, it started off as a Skype interview. Uh, in my empty Brooklyn apartment, uh, said nothing much in here at the time. And, um, and it led to an audition, a physical audition that we basically, uh, recreated a, a shorter version of the episode of the show. And, you know, it's funny. It was like, wait, this is, I was like, this is a lot like man versus food. And they're like, no, no, that's no, it's a new show. It's totally a new show. I'm like, wait, <laughs> come on. This is like basically the same format. And they're like, and you know, it's like, I'm auditioning. I don't want to bark too loud. I just want to do my job, go to work, you know? And uh, it wasn't until I was actually signing paperwork that it said one page said a name of another show, and then the right. next pages were Man vs. Food, Man vs. Food, Man vs. Food. So uh, I was like, I gotta call my agent. I gotta call somebody. Call my mom. Yeah. Somebody. Quick. Talk to somebody about this. But uh, it all worked out great. And um, yeah, it was an audition, man. And 
I, uh, I guess they, you know, they liked me for the spot. I mean, I thought it was still on, to be honest with you. Because it was on for, it was off the air for five or so years, but they were just, as they do, they're just, you know, playing the repeats and syndicating it on the Travel Channel. So, um, you know, uh, I was I was as surprised as anybody else, to be honest right. with you. I had no idea. I was like, ah! My gut was telling me one thing, as it does. But, yeah. But uh, they were telling me another thing. Well, that's cool, um, man, dude. I, I'm just I'm yeah. looking at your IMDb page. You've done a lot of shit, man. Yes, <laughs> dude. You know, I've been uh, hustling. I mean, you know, I started young. I mean, I, I well, I started late, but I also started, you know, twenty something years ago. Um, I moved to New York in the late '90s and um, just working, working, and uh, and doing some theater, trying to audition, trying to figure out who I was. You know, where did I fit? You know, who was I, you know, in this whole world of, uh, in acting, I was so young and green and, but it was, you know, I'm from Jersey. So my parents were both New Yorkers. It wasn't like I was foreign to New York. New York was more familiar to me than the business was. So it was about, you know, really hitting the street and cutting my teeth, doing theater, doing stand up, doing improv, doing, um, whatever, finding a stage, you know, doing plays with friends. So I got really lucky, you know, and, and a lot of those folks that are still in the city today that I met then are still at it, you know, which wow. is amazing. And, and really what's got me to this point is this, I've stopped more than once. I've left the business. I left New York at 11. I was just like, I gotta go do something else. And, um, truthfully, it's like, I, it, it just came back into my life. Hey, you want to audition for this play? Hey, you want to work on this, this, uh, this sketch? Hey, you want to shoot some video or whatever? And, um, I just kept calling me back. So I wound up, you know, getting back into the game. And then, uh, about six years ago, this is like, this is what I'm doing. Sold the farm in Jersey. And, Literally, and then uh, moved back to New York, and it's been, you know, it's been that hustle that I've been, was, the energy that I put in when I was 21 is the same energy, but just more focused, you know? Right. Uh, yeah. It's been incredible, so, man. How many, how far, how many seasons are you guys in now? So we For, did three seasons of Man versus Food in just uh, about a year and okay. change. And um, how much, how much you travel so for that? So every episode, right, is uh, three restaurants. Right. So we've done 38 episodes, I guess. Uh, so we spent three days in each city, town, area, um, and we hit three restaurants. And then we shoot every day the same, right? Right. We, you know, say Monday, Monday we shoot one restaurant, Tuesday we shoot another restaurant, we do some city stuff, some scape, you know, run around the city shooting all the landscape stuff. And then uh, the third day is the third restaurant, and then at the end of that day is the challenge. So it's like clockwork, man. And then you know, the next day we were on the road to the next location. We typically, in the first season, we did three episodes in a row. That was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Those three episodes. So we were on the road for like 15 days. Uh, now it's two in a row. It's been two in a row, which is very, a lot more manageable, especially doing the challenges and stuff. Physically right. demanding outside of, sure. you know, the travel and, you know, talking a lot. You know, you got you to gotta recharge, you know. But, yeah, uh, yeah so I'd say just, uh, just about a week, over a week, I'd say eight days. Uh, okay. two, two episodes, roughly. It's not bad. It's not that bad. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, um, it's okay, man. Hey, it's honestly, it's nice to have a job, man. It's like being employed in, in as an actor, especially with, um, you know, I mean, I've seen, you know, I, that's what kept me in restaurant business for so long is because this other thing I wanted and this other thing I was doing, and they just basically came together, right? Yeah. You know, they just exploded right in front of me, <laughs> you know? Now, how, so, did you end, how did you end up in restaurants? Just like the normal progression of being a kid? 
Yeah, you, you know what it was? It was like, what kind of work can I do? What am I qualified for at 15? You know, right. like, <laughs> what does my resume look like? You know, like, <laughs> uh, can you wash dishes? Oh, uh, yeah, I can do that. So I basically, you know, I, mostly it was, for me, it was washing dishes and landscaping. It was like, can you pick up leaves and rake, rake a lawn? And maybe, uh, you know, I'm like, yeah, I can do that. So it all, we all start from, you know, day one. We all have a first day, right? So yeah. uh, my first day in restaurants was, was uh, was washing dishes and uh, in, a, in a in a pizza place in the town that I grew up in, which my friend's father owned. So like a lot of us went through there, you know, yeah, uh, to help pay for whatever we wanted to buy at the time. Atari, you know, games. <laughs> now I'm dating myself, but yeah, you know, dude, I'm, I'm older than you, <laughs> so we're good. We're good. Um, no, you are good. I'm four. Well, I'm forty-seven. I'm forty-seven. Oh yeah, come on, you're forty-seven. That's good. I'm forty-two. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. I remember we got, we got my father, I think it was, we bought my father Atari for Christmas. Now, (laughs) now my, exactly, you know, exactly where I'm going with that. Basically we put it together and took it from him because we thought it'd be a great idea. Well, the kids, but I remember my gifted it to him, but you bought it for yourself. Absolutely. And there were four kids. So there was no fighting at all. Once that came to no, no one fought. Yeah, you know, so I have I have one older brother. So there was all it was all fighting. It was oh, always fighting. We were always wrestling and beating each, each other up. Oh, that's yeah. the same thing about pets. It's like we we never bought a pet. We always you know bought a pet for ourselves, but we eventually gifted it to our parents because we stopped taking care of them. You know, <laughs> uh, that was a valuable lesson as a kid. Like, we had. Hey, we want a cat, and they're like, no. <laughs> My sister came home with a cat. And this cat was a was a badass. <laughs> yeah. This cat was a tomcat, man. He was he was a Hemingway yeah, cat where he had the extra paw, the extra digit on each paw, thumb? and yeah, like right. the extra thumb. And so my father, my my parents were leaving for Ireland the next morning, and my father said, "This cat better be gone by the time we get back." Well, seven days later, we had bought beds and toys and you know cat bowls and you know we had extra milk in the house, the whole nine yards. But that cat would loved my father. He would he never meowed. He always went meow, and his tail actually <laughs> wagged back and forth. So we told my father it was a dog, because my father said he wanted a dog. Our dog, but, yeah, yeah. So we had the cat and the the you know, and then from there we got other funky animals, birds and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, it was a wolf cat. Get a wolf cat that wagged his tail. We had funky animals too, man. We had ducks, lizards, snakes, birds, cats, rabbits. I mean, we had we had a little you know we had a little bit of pro- like a very little bit of property, but we were in the suburbs in New Jersey, so we there was no. My mama was always like, yeah. My dad was like, no. <laughs> so my crazy older brother and I, we just, uh, yeah, we spent most of our time outside, which was amazing, you know, um, if we weren't playing Atari or later Nintendo. Right. But, uh, yeah. Suburbs, now, what did your, suburbs, right. what, you now what did your what did your parents yeah, do? Sure. Uh, my mom, before my brother was born, um, worked as, like, a medical tech secretary. And then uh, my brother was born, so she became a stay-at-home mom. Dad worked his way up through. Uh, my dad's from the Bronx originally. My mom's from Chelsea and Hell's Kitchen, and um, they're city folk, you know. And right. um, dad, dad worked his way up uh, through Nine X, which is a, now, um, I guess it would be uh, what's AT and T or uh, Verizon. Uh, so he worked his way up through in management for the telephone company of New York. So he worked. Right. He would commute um, from. Central Jersey, uh, I call it the shore. So we grew up in the Jersey shore. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. Um, 
And so he would, he would, he would commute to work every day. And so my mom basically was home and took care of me and my brother. And, uh, it's funny. It wasn't until my nephew was born that I, uh, you know, I was with my older brother and it was like the first kid in our family, immediate family. And I was like, I saw how powerful that was for him, that unconditional love yeah. for my nephew. And I, I, I was right there with it. You know, I went and apologized to my parents. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Now I understand what you, <laughs> what, what it meant to love your two crazy sons, sure. you know? I yeah. get it. I get it now. I finally get it. You know, so uh, that was a breakthrough for me in <laughs> uh, parenting and uh, yeah. how they how they even dealt with us. Because I'm 42 now, and my parents my parents already had kids by then. It's like, oh my oh, god. No. I mean, I live in a you know one bedroom apartment in Brooklyn. You know, I've been here for about six years. It's like, ah, oh, wow. You had kids running around then. I'm like, whoa. I don't even know. I can't even imagine. You know, there's no uh, so way. I'm thankful to them. You know, there's no, no way. Not I mean, my and, lifestyle. And now- but it also the money that's involved in it. Like, could you imagine oh, being 21 I mean, years old and having a child and being married? And I, I mean, like, I, 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 don't, I, I don't even know. think I worked it. I don't even think I made money. I drank at 21. Like, I wasn't having babies. Yeah, I wasn't no, going I, to work. I had friends that had kids young, too, and got married young. And, like, I, I mean, I've, I watched it. I was like, I don't even know how. I mean, you just figure it out, you know, and, and bless them for being able to do it and raise kids and I, uh, I was a knucklehead, you know, I was still trying to figure out, you know, what shoe, you know, went on what foot, you know, like, um, what's, you know, I I was really, I was like, I'm I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. You know, I don't think you're ever ready. I mean, you have, you have a couple kids, right? So I do. I um, I mean, I have have girls too. How many? Two. Two. Yeah. Yeah, God bless you, man. Raise them well. That's great. You know what? You got the, you got the powerful, powerful opportunity there raising kids, you know? They're just, they're cool as shit. I mean, that's the whole thing. I mean, I, I, you know, I've watched other people parent and, and I'm the, I am the dad who shows up at back to school night on his Harley and, you know, taking the helmet off and, and I've got tattoos and I'm not a traditional dad. I mean, hair, hair blown in the wind. You're like, you're like, you're like Fonzie with kids. You're like Fonzie. If I had hair. My shit's going away. Oh, Case, I'm sorry. 47, dude. I'm hitting that. <laughs> I'm hitting that spot, man. I got male pattern. Yeah, who needs it just hair? Looks good. Who exactly. needs hair when you're 47. You don't need right. hair. Uh, I, I've always been how a very. How are you doing? How are you doing? <laughs> I, I, I've always Honestly, been super man, I feel open. Like, yeah. No. You, I, 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 by no stretch of the imagination, it's like I would love to have kids. I would love to be in that position, and it, it's going to happen at some point. I think it's going to be like. You know, um, I'm just in such a different space currently, you know, uh, and I'm just trying to meet the needs of the work that I've gotten, you know, like I, I, I feel like, you know, it's crazy. We, it just, just, I feel like I'm segueing to something here, but, um, uh, I didn't realize what I was, what the, where the direction of the show is going specifically man versus food, because it propelled me into the stratosphere that I could never imagine. Right. So it wasn't until the show started airing that it made, it started like, I didn't know what it looked like. I didn't know what it was turning into. I was just trusting in the production company that did the, you know, the, the previous show and they've been great. And, and, and the DP even was the same guy that's been with it, you know, sound guy, like these guys are the best in the game. Sure. And, um, and it wasn't until I started running into people that saw the show already. And they're like, man, our kids love the show. I'm like, no way. It's great. They're like, no, you have no idea. Like our kids love the show. And we watch it with them, but they don't want us to watch anything with them, but we're watching you. I'm like, oh, man. Oh, like, cool, man. It really, nice. you know, it felt like, holy crap. And, and then the other thing was, and I talk about this a lot, but it is so important to me, 
is that like any time a show, whether it be Man vs. Food or any other show, goes into a restaurant and films, uh, there's the opportunity to increase their business by 40%. Wow. And, and that, to me, blew my mind. I was like, whoa, and we keep doors open, you know, potentially. You know, we could keep a mom and pop open another year, fix that room, sure. pay for that, you know, for staffing and what have you. So it's almost been like this, the child <laughs> that I've been reared is this show and the responsibility that comes with that with, you know, while I have it, you know, I'm taking full advantage of the opportunity to, to, to potentially, you know, bring some laughter to some people and maybe maintain, help someone's business. You know what I mean? Like it just, yeah. that started to make sense to me. And I was like, oh, okay, there's, there's a purpose here where I didn't know what the purpose of the show was before that, you know? Well, and it, it takes on a responsibility. A I mean, that that's that's the cool part <laughs> yeah. of it, that you're not just, you know, I mean, you're not just sucking back food. You're engaging with people, you know, you're, you're, you're actually, you're making an impact on their life that, I, I mean, even the show, that, you know, the shows that I've done in the past, I, I never realized it until now, you know, when I have somebody who comes up to me and said, like, I had a woman, who, I did an appearance a couple of weeks ago, and she came up and she showed me a picture of me in, in, in uh, Guantanamo Bay in Cuba. And she said, here's a picture of you and my children, you know, while you came Amazing. down to feed us down there. And I'm like, you've got to be shitting me. So for you to literally hit three restaurants in one episode, you're making an impact on their lives because they now they now know you. They feel like you're their friend, you know, and they talk highly of you, you know, and that's a really cool thing. I mean, it's kind of wild to watch. It's, it's, it's really powerful because it's, you know, and and and. I really, I'm lucky because if I, if this, if I was in my twenties, Brian, I, I probably would have, this would, I, I would, it wouldn't be the same. I'd probably be a mess. I don't even know. Right. I don't even know how I would handle it then. I'm sure I'd be fine. But the fact that I, I'm a little bit older and I've had a lot more experience just in this world and, um, and, and just have been able to reflect, uh, you know, a little bit longer in, in, about life, you know, I've been able to, to appreciate it and, 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 and and accept it for what it is, you know? And the cool thing is people do feel like they can come up to me. And I love that. Cause it's like, I would hate for anyone to ever be think that they can't communicate with me because I'm in your living room, you know, yeah. like I want you to come up and say hello to me, you exactly. know, like please, by no means, you know, fear not, you know, like I'm just as approachable on screen as I am in person. And, and, uh, you know, that's, that's one of the most powerful things is like when someone, cause like, I don't know them, they know me. You know, right. so I, yeah. I match their energy. You know, it's like, they're like, hey, I'm like, hey, <laughs> What's going on with you? You know? uh, hopefully they're friendly. You know, it's like, uh, but, and, you know, they have, been, you know, and everyone's been really amazing. Um, so that was one of the, the things that I didn't expect is like, you know, um, being noticed, you know, before and I did a, a bunch of commercials and stuff. And like, are you the guy in the thing? I'm like, yeah, thanks, man. You know, like, whatever they say. And then I was like, they say your full name. You know, it's yeah. like, oh, <laughs> yeah. so what's your name? <laughs> it's really, it's quite flattering and very humbling at the same time, you know? Well, um, I mean, yeah, I reached really out powerful. to you. I mean, I sent you a message on Instagram yeah. and you replied back quick, like, I mean, in like an hour, you know, and you were like, Hey brother, man, absolutely. Yeah, oh, Let, yeah. you know, let's make it happen. Like that's, and we're in such a, that's the world that we live in. You know, I mean, there's a communication through direct message that we are opening ourselves up directly to the viewer, directly to the public and people, they know who you are, you know, and they feel like they know you. <laughs> it's wild. It's weird. It's, it's, it's definitely wild. And, um, you know, I, I feel like, I feel like, you know, the, the, there's an opportunity to, 
to make that contact and, and to potentially change, you know, the, the way we communicate with one another, you know, it's immediate. Right. And it, it's definitely a little bit weird. Sure. But yeah. like, um, what better way to be close to the people that closer to the people that, that love what you're doing and, and, um, and potentially, you know, like how would we have done this show if you didn't go through like say agency or, you know, publicists or all that stuff, you're able to contact me directly yeah. and we figured it out on our own. You know, we don't need anything right. else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sometimes we do. <laughs> sometimes but, uh, you do. You know, man, I think it's really powerful. You know, I think it's powerful. Um, and this way we can connect faster and, um, and, uh, yeah, man, let's, uh, well, it's, not, it's not that hard. You know, I think no. we make it more difficult than it, than it has to be, you know? And I, I have to applaud, uh, AC because, um, a lot of times when I talk, you know, I've reached out to some other, to other people, you know, some other, some other chefs and stuff like that. And then their publicist gets involved yeah. and then their manager gets involved. And then, you know, they want to get an agent involved and they want to get all these people involved and everybody wants to know what my questions are. Do you have a question list? Send us right. a question list. And my first question, which I never even asked you is who are you? What do you do? And how we get in contact with you? <laughs> and that's literally where my questioning starts because I don't have a set agenda. I, I reach out to people that interest me. The fact that your, your Instagram is I am Husky for life. You know, I, I mean, <laughs> that's, that's brilliant. That's awesome. That's the way that it works, you know, and there's a, there's a comfort in feeling that as a Husky dude myself, I don't have your stature of height, but, uh, you know, I, I mean, it, oh. it's what's that. I mean, I'm not that tall. How tall are you? <laughs> I'm five, nine. How tall are you? Five, nine. Oh, me too, man. How tall are you? Yeah, I'm five months. They're shooting you like Rocky out there then. Shooting you from below because you look tall as shit when you're on camera. It, it's all personality, Bri. It's all personality. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna take I'm that into a short guy with a lot of personality. I'm gonna get rid of my I'm gonna get rid of my boots with heels and I'm just gonna start using the personality yeah. then. Yeah, I got a giant flat foot like a gorilla or a bear so you know uh <laughs> yeah i can't i can't get any taller i thought honestly i was going to be six two six three my brother's way taller than i am and strapping and handsome and uh i was i was thought i was going to play division one football but i was like all right i'm going to be this height for the rest of my life very much like i grew up as a little husky kid big bone baby fat you know um you know it's funny it wasn't you know what where that came from was that I think it was like partly looking inside, you know, and like I've had to do a lot of self-evaluation just in the work that I do. Right. Like uh, I'm auditioning for all these crazy things and um, commercials and mostly it all led to comedy, right? Like I've done a lot of, you know, the actual stuff in the past and um, it all led to comedy. And uh, it was realizing who I really was physically. I'm not the leading man. You know, I'm the buddy, right. I'm going to be the buddy. You know, right. I'm always going to be the buddy and, uh, you know, being Husky as a, in a, you know, uh, as a kid, you know, like it's, it's never changed. I, even though I could lose all the weight, but I'm still going to be a fat kid inside, you know, like, yeah. I could be thin and, <laughs> and ripped, but the inside Casey is still going to be this chubby kid, which I'm totally okay with. I had to come to terms with that. So I am yeah. Husky for life is just an homage to, uh, who I really am and how I feel about myself and carrying my, the way I carry myself. I'm like, just going for it, man. This is me. Accept me for who I am. And, uh, exactly. you know, I, I always thought I was telling myself that like, you can't be Husky after 12 years old, but I'm like, wait, yes, you can. I was the one telling me that I couldn't be Husky. <laughs> I'm like, yes, you can. You can be Husky for the rest of your life. And that's kind of where it came from. You know, it's right. as simple as that. Um, you know, and then there's the, you know, as far as baby fat, there's no baby fat when you're 40, you know? Right. So, 
Right. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, cheeseburgers and beers. Uh, <laughs> exactly. So what? So I mean, so how how hard is it for you at this point? I mean, uh, you know, I know when I when I'm on the road, you know, I was just I was just out a couple of weeks ago, and I, I mean, I, I put nine to ten pounds on for every road wow. trip. And I come home and I drop it immediately. I eat super clean when I get home and stuff like that. But, you know, I mean, and it's all whether it be consulting or appearances or or shooting a show or something like that. I mean, I just, I just blow up. It's just the way that it works for me. You know, I I bring an extra pair of jeans so that I can get on the goddamn plane and be comfortable (laughs) without shit, you know, digging into my belly. But I mean, how, how hard uh, is it? Sweatpants that look like jeans. I got man man jeggings. You got man jeggings. Um, Megan, Megan, um, how, how hard <laughs> is it for you to not just explode? Because I mean, being on the road, you get into a world. Yeah. I, so outside of, that. uh, crew is a really, amazing. Well, right. My, the crew is great. You know, like, so, um, for me, it's like, there's, there's so much, like we have early days, you know, and it's three strong days in a row. So, to stay the course and maintain, you know, any sort of energy level in life. Um, Cause I got to be on every day, you know? So sure. it's, uh, you know, it's, it's eating clean on the road is most important because on camera I'm eating food that's savory food that we love, you know, savory and sweet foods that we just, we crave, but right. I'm not eating a whole entire thing of it, you know, with the only on the challenges that I'm doing that. And that's one day. So I'm really mindful of what, what's going to my system. I'm working out every day, maybe yeah. sometimes twice a day if I can, um, especially after the challenges, just so the motor's moving, man, just so everything right. keeps moving. Because I have always fluctuated with weight, you know, and I'll always do that. And yes. it's um, when I'm eating cleaner and being more mindful and working out more, my body's just burning it off. The engine's moving hot. So, you know, uh, it's really about uh, – yeah, <laughs> I can't. I'm not eating cheeseburgers every day, man. You right. can't. You know, you just can't. Especially at my age. You know, I'm not Jack Lane. You know, but uh, more like Jerk Lane. But you know, um, <laughs> I do my best. I do my best to keep the body in motion, uh, especially on the road. And you, you got to sleep, man. You got to. You got to. You know, sleep. Take care. You take your vitamins. Uh, yeah. A lot of mixed martial arts, karate. You know, oh, nice, vitamins. Man. Chinese herbs, whatever, you, whatever works for you. Whatever for works, me, it's, right? Uh, a lot of working out and eating clean, you know. Yeah, a lot of cardio. I am, a, I'm the, I'm the master of a lot cardio. Of cardio, these days. man. I am, I am the master of you cardio engage, these days. You got to engage those glutes, man. You got to, you got to, you know, move the whole body, you know. Yeah, which is good. Well, uh, I'm not, no one cares about two fat guys talking about working out, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you have no idea the shit that we talk about on this show, man. I am shocked. I am shocked. Last week I talked to my, uh, oh. to my, my guru, my spiritual guru, who's brilliant. Oh, you have a spiritual guru? I do. I do. I'm one of those weird dudes. Yeah. Oh. Uh huh. No, no, that's not weird at all. I'm totally into it, man. I'm totally into it. Who's your guru? Uh, her name is her name's Sally Marie Young, and she uh, is a woman who who came into my life as a friend many many years ago, and up until recently, the last four years, we've just had this kind of odd connection. Um, I reach out to her, and she's like, "Brian, I was I was I have to I was thinking I had to call you today, or I need to talk to you, or you know I know exactly it was just a weird connection, and uh, you know I help her with a little bit of business stuff, and and because she's building her business with what she does, and um, she's a very wise 
wise, uh, intelligent woman. I really am a huge fan of hers. So, you know, she's taught me how to meditate and um, kind of slow my system down so that I can kind of continue to go at the pace that I go. Um, she's a good individual. I'll do an intro if you want. She's a great chick, man. She's a great chick. I uh, I would love that. I mean, I, and, and you, you, you kind of hit the nail on the head as far as staying the course and with your energy level, especially your workload. Because meditation is a huge part, man. Yeah. Um, coming to stillness, being quiet, quieting the mind. You have to do that for your because it's your you know your body is a machine and yeah. uh, your mind is a motor. And if you let it go and go and go, it'll just take over, you know. And that's where you got to bring that to stillness uh, daily. You know, I meditate twice a day. Wow. Uh, it's my best ability. Um, now are you are you morning, guided or are you TM? You know? uh, I do both actually. So like if, really? like if for instance like for me. Like in the morning, it's TM. Um, okay. And then if it's if sometimes it's guided waking up on a plane, if I just need to like decompress for a couple of minutes. I have the luxury of having a subway, which is one of the greatest meditative experiences one could have because you can just shut off for 20 minutes on your subway ride and right. put on a little bit of uh, some music or sounds or, you know, something tranquil and just kind of tune out for a little bit and uh, tap in. Um, you know, I mean... For me, it's it's part of it's always been an acting exercise. So my father was very heavily into it when I was younger. And he, when I was playing sports, he would have me kind of do some visual stuff before I played games. Um, so I've been pretty tapped into it for a long time. Thankfully, my dad, you know, grew up Irish Catholic in the Bronx. Right. But he found spirituality spirituality later in life, and he, you know, he wanted his kids to be into it. So, uh, which has been really powerful for me because it's it's you know, um, especially with the work, you know, whether it be. Yeah. And versus food or, uh, you know, doing any sort of theater or whatever, you know, any audition, you know, it's just like uh, any acting exercise is just a little more specific and um, it's a daily thing, you know. It's a good, I mean, it's a good yeah. gift, I think, as well, especially, you know, you mentioned the Irish Catholic upbringing. And I mean, my both my parents are Eucharist, yeah. were Eucharistic ministers. My sister, you know, was a Eucharistic minister. My father taught in Catholic education, taught chemistry and physics, but taught Catholic education for his entire life. My brother's yeah. Buddhist, you know, I mean, I'm over here. Oh, as, you know, wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, his twin brother is now Lutheran. I think my sister's probably the only real Catholic one of all of the kids. Um, but that's his, uh, his twin brother. His twin brother is also your brother, right? Yeah. Yeah. We actually are all related. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We we went to different schools together. Your brother too. (laughs) It was a weird turn of events. Yeah. My parents only wanted three, but my mother wanted four, I guess. So I don't know. Um, but uh, it's a it's a neat gift. I Top try to mind. give it to I, yeah. I try to give it to my girls as well. Like, hey, let's just sit down. Let's take our breath. Let's kind of you know pull it back. Um, I was uh, I was getting a tattoo. Uh, I'm, I love tattoos. I was getting a tattoo a couple of weeks ago, and uh, my tattoo guy had this guy. Have you ever heard of Alan Watts? No. Alan Watts is, I want to say like uh, like late fifties. It's got to be super weird. But his his uh, he's a philosopher, uh, but he's got this this kind of wild meditation to him. That's pretty wild. He began Zen training in 1938. 
or no, moved to England in 1938, um, but died in 73, but did all these really kind of wild things. So um, I'll I'll send you one of the links to some of the stuff. And I listen to it on planes now because it's got a little bit of EDM music that mixes to it. So it kind of keeps that upbeat, but it's still some of his kind of uh, his thoughts in the background. It's kind of neat. It's a little different than what I think most people are used to. Um, I was I started with Deepak Chopra. Oh, Deepak, yeah. I waited on him once in a restaurant. <laughs> wow, what was his tip? For God's uh, nice, sakes, nice, what did he tip you? Nice fella. <laughs> nice fella. It was between him and I, Brian. I cannot divulge. It was just, yeah. Me, but yeah. It, was, uh, it was life-changing. <laughs> uh, he, uh, you know, but, you know, with, the, with, the, with what uh, Mr. Watts was doing, I imagine that's, that's meditative in its own way. It's almost like a, uh, like a walking meditation. It's active yeah. in its own right. It's bringing you somewhere else. It's doing some stuff in, um, inside your discursive mind. Inside, maybe it's quieting your mind in another way. You know? yeah. It's stimulating something, right? So that's kind of fun. That sounds like a fun little, especially for plane, as, long, as, as many plane rides as I've been taking lately. Yeah. I could use a little extra something going on, you know? What's your count? Yeah, send it my mi- way. It'd be great. What's your mileage count for the year? Do you know? Oh, wow. I'd have to look on my, uh, my app. <laughs> <That's a good laughs> well, there's question. a great little you know, app. Funny that I use called FLIO, F-L-I-O. And every airport you land in, every time you hit near the airport, it gives you all the information about that airport. Bathrooms, massage place, uh, you know, to go buy headphones or batteries or wherever an in motion is, but it also tracks all of your flights. And it tells you like right now for this year, I'm at 99,964 miles. Come on, 99,000. Yeah, I fly a little bit. Uh, it tracks every, but I also do, I, I volunteer for a group called the mess Lord. So I go to like, I was in Africa this year. I was in the middle East this year to go and cook for the troops. So I do some cool shit as well. We should get you in there, man. We have fun, dude. dude I would love that. That'd we have, amazing. we cook oh. for like 14,000 soldiers and sailors in like five days. Bro, I can cook, man. I'm, it's uh, brilliant. I'm no slouch in the kitchen. Well know? then let's, let's try I'm, to, I'm, I'm the, yeah. Um, I'll get you in the mix and we'll, we'll start to talk. I mean, there, it's one of the most, uh, like I said, this woman walked up to me an event that I did in King of Prussia, Pennsylvania four weeks ago and showed me a picture of her and two kids one, that I met on Guantanamo Bay. Like, come on. That's How amazing. That yeah. That's, that's the kind of stuff you can't, you don't. the thing is you never know what reach you have until right. it reaches back at you. And it's like, Holy crap! This is so powerful. I didn't even know. You know, it's really be- it's a beautiful thing, man. And 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 uh, honestly, man, if I could lend any a hand to help anybody, I mean, you know, I spend a great deal of life in the service industry, but I've also, you know, volunteering is very close to my heart. And uh, so, yeah, if I could help, man, let me know. I'm all. I will. I'll, I'll do a fun. I'll do a connection, and we'll we'll get that going. Um, yeah. So so let's let's do a real quick like chat, man versus food here. So where is your it doesn't even have to be mvf (laughs) what is your what's your favorite city other than new york that you've been to to have food (laughs) tough one okay so top what's your top yeah i i'm taking notes i want you to know new orleans out of the gate is is is, that's a no-brainer i feel like I'm a, you know, i'm a new yorker but i I feel like whenever i'm in new orleans i feel like i'm cheating on new york because i'm in love 
I'm in love with both of them. You know, um, New Orleans is such a special place. It's it's magical in its own way, very much like the desert is magical, or because um, it's so there's such a there's so many things going on. There's so much rich history with food, with music. It's kind of a concentration of fun and food for me. So I New Orleans for sure. Uh, I discovered uh, this is I guess early last year um, around this time. Uh, was Pittsburgh. I had never been to Pittsburgh, man. Dude, it's, Pittsburgh it's, is not, it's not Philly. It's brilliant. It's not Chicago. Brilliant. It's its own thing. Yes, it's brilliant. The, Unbelievable it's, it's food. It's easily accessible. The food is incredible, man. And there's a lot of rich history there, too. You know, we have all the coal miners and the piece, people from Eastern Europe exactly. and then, like, pierogies yep. and beer. I mean, the beer scene is unbelievable. And everything's really easily navigated uh, within like a half an hour, you know, um, three major sports teams and their fans are incredible. Uh, I went back at the time last year, I went back with my girlfriend right before, uh, the, right before Christmas to celebrate Christmas somewhere else. So we left, right. we were there for four days. We left on Christmas Eve and then celebrate Christmas with our families. But, uh, it was so great, man. I Such encourage a- people to travel to other places for the holidays just to get, cause New York is amazing, but I spent my life here at Christmas. So, um, to go somewhere else is really powerful. Um, Pittsburgh, next time you go, city. next time you go, yeah. we need to connect because I have a, one, a boatload of friends out there. And I mean, it's five hours Please. from me. I have no problem hopping in the car and taking that drive out there. One of the best tacos that I've ever had outside of a food truck in LA or something like that. One of the best tacos I've ever had was in Pittsburgh. Gaucho? Uh, uh, no, taco, T-A-K-O. <laughs> Ooh, nice. Oh. Yeah, it's right next to a place Taco. called Butcher and Rye. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's just there, oh, there's Butcher and Rye is amazing. I love yep. Butcher and Rye. Amazing, and then there's we meat and potatoes and around the corner. Like a, never did, didn't go there. Went to Butcher and Rye. That was incredible food experience. We were there for like two and a half, three hours. Just they they put us upstairs, really loungy and yep. quaint, and it was amazing. Food is incredible. Those people were really great. Dianoyas, uh, which is an Italian my, place, is 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 ooh. insane. Oh, nice. I was there right after they got back so from you're Italy. Saying, Oh my God! The, yeah, the the Italian American element there is off the charts. I didn't even know. Like, I had yeah. no concept of it. Uh, we, a buddy of mine who did culinary, I guess in New England, he wound up going to. He opened up two restaurants. Uh, one is um, or the whale, and the other yeah. is uh, that merchant uh, merchant fish merchant <laughs> merchant oyster company. Um, and he's doing well there. So he's brought, he brought New England style seafood to Pittsburgh, um, in his own way, which is really, really great. He's doing really well, but yeah. So are you inviting me to Pittsburgh to meet you there? Dude, is what you're saying? There is a, there's a market that they have out there where they have five restaurants. You have to submit basically a business plan to the owner of this food court. You then get 13 months, I believe it's 13 months, to get your restaurant up and operating, and it's just a booth. It's just a stall within this little community of restaurant of, of in this warehouse, and it's right next to this tiny little donut place, but it's right on the water. You, you have to submit, and you only have 13 months to get financed for a brick-and-mortar place. So you want to open That's a restaurant. That's fairly new, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yep. That's in the last new. That's two like to three years. years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because one of the restaurants that we filmed at, um, uh, they were involved in the development of that. So they were okay. telling me about it when we were filming there over a year and a half ago, which I hadn't had a chance to see when we went there. But 
Yeah, that sounds incredible. Because imagine you can't afford a food truck, right? Exactly. You can't. You don't have the money. You don't have the collateral to do it. This is giving them the opportunity to bring in and show your wares in a market style place, like yep. a hawker style market. I love that idea because it's like I have those ideas too. Like I would love that opportunity to jump and do something for a year and just explore that food. You know, a, a food concept that I love. You know, um, well, that's incredible, man. And that's you know. Uh, that's what's changing about the food scene, those opportunities and people putting interest and helping the other guy, helping the little yep. guy, you exactly. know, which I'm all about, you know, it's like the underdog. I, I consider myself the underdog in this game, you know, cause it's like, I, I'm not a professional food eater, you know, like right. I'm not on the circuit as a pro, like my brother can out eat me, you know, he's six, two and thin, you know, I just look like I eat a lot. <laughs> right, <laughs> so exactly. it's like, I get it. I, you know, the underdog, man, I'm, you know, uh, I love the underdog. Go get him, Rocky. You know, well, get in there. and I mean, and the uh, fact that there's investors that get to walk through the space and, and you, I mean, you know, investors yeah. know where to go. You want to invest in a restaurant? Let's go check out some of the new stuff that these guys are pulling together. So there's some pretty neat stuff, pretty neat stuff in there. So, all right. Uh, so yeah, Pittsburgh. I dig it, man. I'm, I'm, I'm Pittsburgh. So we have New Orleans, we have Pittsburgh, love Portland. I'm actually headed back there in a couple Never weeks uh, just to go and, um, and spend some time. Uh, I get some buddies out there and just, to, just to eat. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you talk about beautiful natural setting and then the food scene, what's come out of like the West coast and the East coast. I know a lot of folks in the East coast that made their way out to Portland, never left. Um, so Portland, Oregon, that is. And, uh, yeah, Portland's such a great, we had such a great time filming there. I haven't had a chance to get back. That's why I'm going back just because oh. I got some downtime. So, um, just graze and eat, you know, just, yeah, the whole, cause I mean, the Pacific Northwest is such a beautiful place by itself. I mean, Seattle, Portland, um, Vancouver, you know, up there in Canada. And, uh, that whole world is very special cause it's, it, there's no place like it, you know, right. um, the energy of the, the, the ocean and the mountains and, um, the people uh, and yeah, there's a lot of awesome. nature, you know, and, and the, yeah, people are cool and, and everyone's outside. Everyone's doing outdoor things. There's a lot of physical activity, which I love the outdoor stuff. And, um, so yeah, there's a great marriage there. And as far as the food scene and how people live their lives and, uh, it's really encouraging and, and, and uh, very enthusiastic about what they're doing and doing cool stuff with food, you know? Yeah. Um, I wrote, so, yeah, that's uh, in important. June. We did four, I did four, 1,500 miles from Spokane, Washington, up into northern Idaho, oh, all the way down the western side of Montana, back through uh, Idaho into Oregon, and then back into Washington. I know, I've never did been to Did you do that with a group of people? I, uh, just me and my buddy, never man. Been. I do an appearance. Oh, yeah, I do an appearance out there. That's cool. uh, called Crave Northwest, which is this amazing food festival that's really small, but they're growing at leaps and bounds every year. And I'll be honest with you, I do it for free and I work very closely with uh, the Harley Davidson dealership. And they, you know, I get a bike from those guys. My buddy and I rode, we did 1500 miles in five days, 14 national parks, 14 national forests that we rode through. God. Uh, it just How are you a Harley you guy? For? <laughs> so I was away for seven I'm a days. I mean, I don't have a motorcycle. Seven days, fourteen national parks, and you hit. Well, what, five days on the bike. I did the appearance for two days. Oh, that's cool, man. Yeah, I you know I've been such a city city guy for so long. It's like I have buddies that have bikes that will leave the city and tra- and and just drive out of the city for days. My cousins yeah. ride. I I uh, I'm in, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm just inviting myself to all the things uh, that you're doing. Cause it's well, like, I have a feeling we'd have fun together <laughs> no matter what. 
So no doubt, think, man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, on the road, ride motorcycles, you know, eating food, talking to people, hanging out with peeps, you know, <laughs> you cooking for folks it. that need it, you know, I'm dead. Yeah. No, I mean, come on, you're providing a service for people. I, I think, you know, the more, the more time we spend, if we're spending our time giving, I think the less we have to think about ourselves and we get out of our head and that's yeah. in itself very meditative too. And it's something you can, everybody can do it. Yeah. yeah. Um, you don't need a special degree to help somebody, you know, yeah. or to put your attention on somebody else, you know, and it's amazing what it does to yourself that you know, on a subtle level, you know, yeah. uh, that's what, I mean, you know, what reminded me of, you know, being in the service industry, I was like, there was a point in my life, Brian, it was just like, I was happy acting or getting jobs, you know, and then not happy bartending, which I was doing for the last several years. And I was like, wait a second, I'm the same person. Why can't I just be happy doing both? And then it was like a light bulb went off and it was just like, Oh, you know, like, and then I just got better at being me, you know, I just got better at, um, service, you know, and then just doing what I'm supposed to focus on the work is a big thing. I, I, I say to myself daily, focus on the work and everything else will be there. Don't worry about anything else. Focus on the work. Yeah. And, uh, you know, focus on money. Money's not something that's sustainable, you know, um, things aren't sustainable, you know, it's just the work is though, the, the effort you put in and the time you spend with people is, you know, way more important and way more powerful than any sort of gift or item or, you know, monetary thing. So, you know, that's kind of how I, that's my, you know, general philosophy right there. Yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, you know, being in the holidays and, and all, all that stuff and, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> Being in the holidays and everything, I mean, it's it's you know it's really tough to get caught up in all the bullshit and get caught up in the gifting and and everything else. And and I tell everybody, yeah. I, I don't need anything, honestly. You know, my mother, Brian, what do you want for Christmas, Mom? I want to, I want to go out to lunch with you. You know, let's go out to dinner. Or even my girls, like I don't want a gift. Give me make make something for me, or give me something that I can put in my wallet. You know, give me a bracelet that I can keep on my wrist. You know, those are the things that I, because if I want something, I, I I think about it and it shows up at my house with Amazon Prime the next morning. You know, it's just stuff. <laughs> wow, wait, they have that technology already. I think, think, I think we're it getting there. Up? Yeah, it's a new app. You just oh, got to download it. Yeah, it goes through your nose. Dangerously close to that. We're very dangerously oh, close to that. So bad. Uh, Dude, I'm in the fun. shower. I'm okay with that. I've got an, I've got an Alexa right. in my I mean, bathroom. For me, oh, <laughs> she's listening. You know that, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, for me, you know, it's like, I'd rather break bread. Like, let's go break some bread. Like, let's go yeah. sit down and have a meal. Let's, let's open a bottle of wine. Let's, you know, let's do that. That's time spent, uh, for me. That's important. I mean, my grand and my nephew doesn't drink wine, but you know, like we can go eat, you know, we can spend some time sure. together, you know? Um, I'm always getting people to go out to dinner. Like, let's go eat. Let's go try something different. Let's, let's explore your boundaries. You know, let's go, let's go beyond that stuff. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, that's for me, that's special and powerful. And that's something that's very easy to do, you know, just make a reservation or just show up in a place, you know, right. uh, all the other stuff. I don't need, I don't need anything. I, I don't need things, you know, uh, I got enough of it. You know what I mean? What's your, what's your go-to? Well, okay. So, so we've got Pittsburgh, we've got New Orleans, we've got Portland. You said five. So yeah. what are the other two? Oh, actually you said five, but uh, no, what, did I? <laughs> what else? I said, what's your favorite city? And you said, I have five. So now you're locked in. Oh, did I? This is an uneditable oh, I'm, I'm podcast. You're locked into five. I'm, uh, I'm used to being locked in. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. God, I, uh, uh, Baltimore is, uh, oh, I mean, man. I'm a, I'm a seafood guy. Jersey, the Jersey, being in Jersey in the summertime and eating seafood, there's nothing like that. And that's very close to my heart and very special outside of the seafood world of New Jersey, 
the next best place for me would be would be Maryland and Baltimore. Um, right. I mean, on the East Coast, you know, without sure, you know, just it, it's close in close proximity for me. Um, after that would be Maine, you know, getting up there in that part of the world because we have some influence in Canada, but Dude, we can get food nice. anywhere, right? But it's 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 being in Baltimore and and crushing crabs and picking on crab. Uh, that's one of, one of the highlights with the thing at the end of the day, you know, I get to eat in all these cities, which is so powerful and everyone's giving me suggestions and places to go. And so oftentimes, you know, I I get to go and hang out these little nooks and crannies at least one night while we're on the road, you know, on that particular city. So I would say crushing crabs in Baltimore would be, uh, that's four. The opening to my yeah. show, what I did today, I talked about the fact I have an app that I use called Trello and every single and it's, and I have one section in there just called cities and you click on each city and I have a checklist of just places of pe- that people tell me to go because, you know, as you travel, he's like, oh my God, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to Sharon Hill, Pennsylvania. Dude, you need to go to Bob's bar and grill. <laughs> like, I'm not going to remember that, but yeah. next time I'm near Sharon no. Hill, I just click an app. You know, and I've got everything written down for all these different places just across the world that I try all the time. Hey, uh, hey Brian, what's that app again? You got great apps. You got it's, great apps. Oh, I do. It's called <laughs> Trello. I, no way, it's hard to organize. It, it is. Trello. We'll get Trello. And then what I do is you can create cards and inside of the cards, you can you can create a checklist or you can take notes. Nope. Like that's how my assistant and I mm. communicate is through Trello. I put all my ideas into one section and then her and I have a recap on Monday and Friday. Monday, we go through everything. Oh. Or be, I want to get a T-shirt or I'm looking for a new hat or I have an idea for a new spice line or I want to do this with food. Then I just then I just organize those thoughts into different cards. Cards. All of my clients have cards that they get to work off of that they're connected to. But if you know, like if you said to me, I want to, when you go to New Orleans, you have your favorite spot. I would then take notes to that so that when I go down to New Orleans, I would make sure that I either looked it up or tried to make an effort to go there or absolutely went there. It's a neat little thing. This is all on Trello. Well, I, I create, you create your own cards. So you have to create your own world, but yeah, it's all available to right. whatever you want to do. So for me, I take my own notes for every city. So before I yeah. go somewhere, I'll say, hey, I'm going to Detroit. Like I leave for Detroit on I, I leave for Detroit Wednesday morning. So for me, like I'm reaching out on Twitter now and saying, hey, I'm going to Detroit. Where should I go? Or friends of mine that live in Michigan, I'm on my way to Detroit. Where should I go? And right now it's a huge scene. There's a tremendous amount of restaurants opening up. People are buying warehouses for $100,000. And they're putting in food courts in the bottom. Exploding. Yes. Yeah. It's exploding because it's available and it's, uh, and people know that the value's there. It just, it's been left abandoned for, you know, based on all the closures of the, you know, uh, uh, businesses and, you know, uh, factories. Um, yeah, I, I, that sounds great. I love the app thing because I'm kind of all over the place. I'm a little, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> organizing is, uh, you know, that's, that's what I do my best. You know, I work well, my hardest at organizing my life, you know? I'll get your I'll get your number and I'll text you I'll text you a bunch of this stuff that we talked about because it helps me I mean you know oh, I'm a cool. creative I'm a creative guy oh. who travels all over the world and all of these little things that I can keep together just kind of help me to keep organized so and that's it and you can keep connected with the people you're communicating with the places that you're yep. going to and not forget about it because you're not going to remember all of it it's got to no. be you know uh, no it's helpful it's a little helpful tool like yeah. meditation they got great tools I agree <laughs> I have a couple fun you meditation. got great apps. 
I get. I've been working. I've been working out, man. I have. Oh yeah, you've been working out the meditation or, or working out your abs? I said abs. Working out my abs. I'm trying to. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to go down to pants <laughs> before I start shooting again. You try. Oh, uh, your dad bod. You got the dad bod going. I do. I've got a good dad bod though. Like you know, I mean, I got the belly. I got, but I'm. I'm. I got big shoulders, man. I, I played rugby for Same. twenty years. Any injuries? Uh, I got knocked out <laughs> one time, like full blown knocked out on the field. At my, while my mother was, it was the first game my mother and the first and last game my mother ever came to. And she was a nurse. So I got knocked out on the field and wow. uh, that was it. She left after to make sure. I, once she found out I was okay, she left. <laughs> that was it. Thanks, so Brian. I'd much I'm not rather watch you play football. So. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, because yeah, we got a helmet at least. Yes. All <laughs> right. So, so Fifth City, what is it? Fifth City. Fifth, fifth City. Uh, we built this city. I'm rocking. So we we or where we we did we did we did we did Portland. We yep. did New Orleans. Yep. We did Baltimore, Pittsburgh. Maryland. We did I peppered in Jersey there a little bit. So I got one more city. Uh, Try let's see what sticks out the most. Because God, you know, it's everyone's doing such cool stuff. It's like, um, wow, wow, it's getting real quiet, Brian. I know, I know. <laughs> the motor, the motor is working. The, the motor is working. You know what? Um, which is, is, is percolating to the surface is uh, I love the desert, and I didn't realize how much I love the desert um, until I spent more time there. And uh, we went to Palm Springs. Okay. And yeah, of all places, you're in the middle of the desert, and it's like, you know, that Palm Springs became famous because, um, and it's a very small enclave it's a very small world right but the cool thing that they were doing um we went to a place called uh uh well, i don't remember the name of the place but uh it was probably became famous because um uh actors were that were attached to studios couldn't go further than two hours away from hollywood so palm springs was accessible by airplane and even by car back then and so a lot of like like Frank Sinatra and all these the Rat Pack guys had homes there and they would spend time there. Right. So there's a cool little scene there of it's very nostalgic and they've kind of kept it the way it was. Meanwhile, the city's growing around it, but there's these old little haunts that are you know as they were from the 40s and 50s, which was right. really cool. And they're making the same kinds of foods traditionally that were made in the 40s and 50s. Which it was like going in the back of the time machine. The desert has a, a way of cleaning. It keeps things, you know, I don't know if it's the air and the temperature is so hot or the sand. It just has a way of cleaning things out. So it, it, when you're there, it feels like it, it, it hasn't been touched in, you know, in 70 years. Right. Um, so we spent some time there in Palm Springs, which I thought was really cool because they're doing traditional, like old, old food stuff and with a kind of new spin on it. Um, and the, the coolest thing, why I even brought it up, why I even, even would say Palm Springs was that their, uh, this uh, uh, fish restaurant, uh, seafood restaurant and market was, they're bringing in seafood from the coast, from the West Coast on a daily basis. So you can get fresh seafood in the middle of Palm Springs, which was like, this is crazy. Right. When, when would you ever, you know, be excited about, I mean, I often question seafood in the middle, in the, in the middle of the country, you know? But, oh, absolutely. <laughs> because... You know, it's like, we're in a landlocked state. Am I actually going to eat lobster right now? Am I going to eat scallops? <laughs> Am I going to eat? Um, 
but there's been so many, you know, there's so much advancement and, and, and distribution of food that we can get to those middle states, which I thought was really cool. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I can do better though. I can do better. I can <laughs> Palm Springs, um, well, that's out of me and go ahead. Next time you're out in Palm Springs, take a little trip, go a little bit East to a little area called Borrego oh. Springs. Okay. It is in the middle of the desert. There are, it's like a one light town, but they've got these awesome. And this is like for you, take your girlfriend and get out and go to this little resort. I'll send you the name of it. I don't want to blow it up out here, but there's a great little resort there. They have these, uh, they have, they're palm trees. You sit at the pool and they have lasers like on top of the building and they dance in these goddamn palm trees underneath the stars in the (laughs) middle of the desert with nothing going on. And it is the most chill, I'm not even lying to you, Case, the most chill, most zen moment that I feel that I've ever had was just sitting outside. In In my 47 years of life, it was the most chill, most zen moment that I've ever had. Yeah, it was awesome. There's something and, and, magical about the desert, man. There's yes. something really magical about the desert. Yeah. And um, yeah, and then the, the, uh, we had filmed a place called Shanghai Red in Palm Springs, and they have an adjacent fish market. And they, they're you know they're they're funneling seafood every day. But what was cool is like he comes from yeah. a traditional Italian fishing family, um, and so he created this place that was like more or less of you know a fishing village. Um, in, in California a hundred years ago. And that's what he got the name Shanghai Reds because his grandfather was his great, his grandfather's great grandfather were fishermen. And he had this really great backstory and he created this world inside this outdoor open air restaurant that looks like you're in a port in California. And so it just, to me, it was very magical. There's something very magical about the desert and he just took that and ran with it. And he's also providing the freshest seafood you, you can get anywhere. So that was what I'm was really looking cool at it about, right now. about the food thing. Yeah, Shanghai yeah, Red. Looking so at cool. it. Love yeah. those guys over it's, there. It's a cool looking spot. It says they're known for their fish tacos and their lamb. Apparently they've got a crazy lamb yeah. dish that they do. Huh. Right. I had a lot of I had several fish tacos and some tequila is what I had when I was there. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. So what is your Oh so, yeah. So wild card with Palm Springs, but yeah, those are five. five so cities. I can so what is your do you have a go to do you have a go-to dish? Like, do you have something that is your comfort food? Something that you're like, fuck, I can't wait to get home. I can't wait to get somewhere. Like, do you have a dish that is just comfort to you? Uh, it's ramen. I've been mm. crushing some ramen this season already. Dude, so I, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's cold weather food, soup. I mean, yeah. I, at home, I'll do like one dish, one pot wonder. Like, I'll, I'll you know, crock pot it. And, and make a stew of some kind, and I'll eat that for a few days. Like I can eat, I can eat a rotisserie chicken and beans and rice and survive on that. But like, if I'm making my own food, it's going to be one crock, one pot. But right. outside, I'm not making ramen at home. I'm just not doing it. I'm going to go get it because I live in New York City. So it's, yeah. it's definitely ramen or pho. pho See, I'm a pho. I mean, yeah. it's one bowl wonder. Yeah, pho but it's and, and it's communal it's one bowl wonder. And yes, very much so. You're usually sitting out at, at the bar with somebody else or at a large table with other people. Um, it's, it's pretty fast, but it's like, it's, it's just nutritionally loaded with stuff. It's yeah. filling and it's going to warm your belly to get back out into the cold elements. And I, I mean, that's why I, I always question, I'm like, I'm 42 years old. It's like, do I need four seasons? Can I go live somewhere warm? You know, like <laughs> right. kind of makes me who I am. I think is living in this yeah. four season climate. 
so I can appreciate ramen and when it's cold outside. You know what I mean? Like I, yeah. like I grew up in this place, so I, you know, it's what keeps me here. And it's a lot of has to do with food, friends, and family. You know, it keeps me the three F's, right? It keeps yeah. me on the East Coast. But yeah, I would say ramen is what stands out as the major comfort food. Uh, I crave it. <laughs> yeah, I do as well. We've we've got we've got a, a crazy place called Chu. It's called Chu Noodle Bar. It's one of the top twenty top twenty ramen bars in the country, and it's it's two Jewish dudes who open a place called Chu Noodle, and it's brilliant. They just do so it amazing. It's in it's in Philly. It's on Eleventh and. Yeah. Uh, 11th end chew noodle bar. They've got two of them. The second location is not that good. No offense to them. Uh, no offense. No offense. Guys. Original spot. Uh, yeah, it was all me. Uh, it's uh, Brian, South 10th Brian, street Brian. in Philly. Yeah. South 10th. It's, it's, uh, they just crushed it. They've classic ramen bar. They've got two tables, you know, three tables in the back, two high table, two high tops, and then 15 seats at the bar. So, uh, I mean, ramen done well will change your life. I don't know if people are into ramen. I mean, I feel like I worked in a I worked in a Pan Asian uh, fusion restaurant, uh, which was uh, incredible experience because it was like every like the sushi the sushi chef when I'm going on to work with uh, Morimoto and he's Morimoto's sous chef on Iron Chef, Chef Oma. So I learned about sushi from that guy, and like you know that's like ramen and that world exploded in the last five years. You know, the, the noodle bowl thing. I mean, I, I don't, I've, you know, when I was first in New York, it wasn't very popular. It wasn't a thing. You have to go find ramen or pho, I think. Um, now it's everywhere, you know? Right. It's everywhere. I mean, pho, pho has really exploded. I mean, yeah. totally East Coast for the, in the last couple of years. I mean, I, I, my girls, yeah. my girls will do pho before we do anything else. I mean, it's like, girls, what do you want to do for dinner? Let's go for pho. All right, ladies, we, <laughs> it's the third time this week. Okay. And we're like fried egg first. on top. What'd you say? Oh, yeah. So with fried egg, is there pho first? Is first. there f- No. No, they are pho first. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Pho, pho and then sushi. And then Indian, and then the occasional one wants oysters every now and then. So your kids have an extraordinary opportunity. Like they're they're blessed to have their dad be so into food and cool. And yeah. That's great, man. You're probably a really cool dad. I'm kind of a dick sometimes, hey, but, hey guys. but yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, someone's, someone's got to be. Who's right? call, who? Who's he, who else is here? Do we have another person on the line? So yeah, it, it's oh. AC. I'm sorry to interrupt you guys. Oh hey, we've got another call coming up soon. Oh. Um, so we, <laughs> no should, we, we we should wrap this up. AC is coming in hot. Oh my coming god, out, coming he's, in AC's hot. coming in hot. As well. yeah, oh. but, but 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 it's about that time, Brian. I'm sorry to have to. Oh my, I've never been cut oh. out on my own show before. This is the first wow. AC. He, he was complimenting you too. He was throwing compliments your way. I'm a boring guy. That has to go oh. get another call, but I've I've loved listening to the interview, <laughs> Brian. I'm a giant fan, and I I love pho and ramen and sushi. Has <laughs> made me hungry talking for the last hour. Uh, it's fucking brilliant. Well, I love but, it. But, but but like a. Yeah, we got we got your responsibilities, man. Cut out from underneath you. I know, man. I don't yeah, even want to say it for the, the sail. God just pulled the wind right out from underneath of us. All right, well. All right, so AC has spoken, everybody, and uh, <laughs> we are we are out of here. Uh, 
Casey, uh, do me a favor, brother. Do how can we follow you? Yeah. How can we get in touch with you? All that good stuff. Uh, so my handle on most social media, or let's say Instagram, is I am Husky for Life, and that's the number four in the middle there. That's on Instagram. Yeah, come say hello to me there. Casey's call is a C A S E Y C A L L or C A S E Y S C A L L on on uh, Twitter. So Twitter's Casey's call. Instagram is I am Husky for Life, and it's Casey Webb on uh, on Facebook. So yeah, look at me there. And oh. To promote, I don't know when this is going to air, Bri, but we have a new show on Travel Channel coming out called The Best Places to Pig Out. It's an hour-long show that I'm narrating really? about the best places to pig out around the country. So That's that comes out uh, Saturday, uh, December 15th at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time there um, on Travel Channel. So check it out. Uh, selfless plug right there. And is there anything else, Brian? I mean, I know AC dropped the hammer, but we could huh? talk for another second, buddy. I'm 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 good, dude. I think I think uh, I think we I think we covered everything we needed to cover. We may have to do a second episode cool. of this just to keep talking because uh, I had a, I had a blast talking. I, uh, I, really, I, w- I appreciate. I would love that idea. Yeah, man. I appreciate your time. I know, you know, I know AC just told us how busy you are. So, uh, uh, we, we got that <laughs> AC. I love you, brother. Thanks for letting him get on. Yeah. What did he say? I don't know. Have- I'm just saying, make me the bad guy all the time. I'm good with that. That's I know. That's what managers do. Brother. I, got it. I know. I understand that world. So, uh, Casey, thanks, brother, uh, for hanging out with us. I really appreciate it. Um, I'll, I'll reach back out to you. I'll send you some info on a couple of these things we talked about. And and I would love uh, – it would be an honor for me to sit down and let's go crush some ramen. And, dude, let's go crush some crabs, man. Crab crushing. Yeah, we got to hit We got to hit Baltimore. We got to crush some crabs there. We got to hit We got to hit Pittsburgh. And then we got to go – Ride motorcycles on the West yeah. Coast, and then I'm gonna go overseas with you and go feed troops yeah. and folks. And uh, where wherever you'll have me, man. And the pleasure is actually all mine. Thanks for taking the time, <laughs> and uh, it's been great talking to you, bro. Cheers, dude. Thanks so much. Take care. I'll talk to you soon. All right, bro. See you. Take man. care, bro. Bye. See you. Bye, AC. guys. Well, like, come on, man. How can you beat that? You know, that's a guy who I've watched, uh, uh, you know, who, who, who's now the host of an iconic TV show uh, who I've watched for the last bunch of months through Instagram and Twitter and uh, just turned out to be exactly what I expected. Just a super cool dude. Um, so uh, check him out. That is uh, I am Husky for life on Instagram. That's Casey Webb. Um, Casey's call on Twitter. Uh, and, you know, check him out on Travel Channel, Man versus Food. Uh, what a great dude, man. I uh, I. I you, you, you get it. That was Duffified Live right there. That was the show in a nutshell is two dudes, two people chatting it up about just really kind of fun shit. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, do me a favor, get out and, uh, and, and, and rate us, uh, send us notes on the show, go to iTunes, go to all those places, um, and give us a review. Let us know what you think. Give us a whole bunch of stars. Let's make this show just really big. Um, cause I have a lot of people that work really hard on this that I want them to be proud as well. So we want to thank them. That's Jerry and Jason down there in uh, Tampa and St. Pete's at radioinfluence.com. You guys have a podcast idea. Reach out to them and let them know because these guys are badasses. These guys will take care of you the way that they do all of us that do this show. Uh, we've also got Maggie Gagliardi who does all of our Instagram or all of our uh, promo pieces and Michelle – 
out there at Techno Solution. Uh, I burped. Michelle out there at Techno Solution who takes care of all of our web stuff. So everybody do me a favor. Uh, shout out to Casey Webb for taking time out of his day uh, and for hanging out with us. So cheers to everybody. Have an awesome week. And you guys know how I end everything. Go out and just be nice to people, man. It's not that hard to do. Listen to what Casey and I just talked about. So cheers, everybody. Have an awesome week. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas to you and your families. Take time to create an experience, not just a receipt. Didn't get Duffified enough? Follow Chef Brian Duffy on Facebook and on Twitter at Chef B-R-I-D-U-F-F. Look for the blue verified checkmark to get exclusive content and to see what's coming up on next week's show. This has been Duffified Live with Chef Brian Duffy on Radio Influence. I'm Jerry Petuck, CEO of Radio Influence. I just wanted to take a quick moment to say thank you for downloading and subscribing to this podcast. There are a lot of people behind the scenes here at Radio Influence that work hard to keep you entertained day in and day out. If you'd like to get involved and advertise on this program, or you have some show ideas that you'd like to see us add to the Radio Influence family, please email us at contact at radioinfluence.com. We all have crazy schedules, so the fact that you took time out of your busy day to let us entertain you for a while means a lot. Without you, the listeners, we wouldn't exist. So thank you again for downloading and subscribing to this show. Don't forget to check out RadioInfluence.com to see what other shows we also have to offer. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and of course, RadioInfluence.com. 